3: Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope you got some laughs and good entertainment.
4: This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game.
5: Curry scored the last eight. Carter reaching it. Curry dribbles across the half court. Stops, backs up, shoots a three early. It's on the way. Got it! He tied the game! 18 seconds to go. We're tied at 111. Yeah, tied at 111 at that point, And the Warriors would go on to win this game in overtime as they beat the Bucks 125 to 116. Tim Roy on the call there. We welcome you inside Warriors wrap-up here on ninety-five-seven the game and wow, what a game that was. That is the opposite tonight, what you saw of gutless, which we talked a lot about over the course of the last couple of days here on 95-7 the game, with the poor efforts defensively and really the lack of fight that the Warriors showed on the road tonight, back at home completely the opposite in terms of fighting and scratching and clawing and not giving up down the stretch to win the game tonight as the Warriors did. And it, it really all started and ended with number 30. A lot of other heroes along the way for the Warriors tonight. We'll get to all of that. We'll hear from Steve Kerr and, of course, Stephen Curry here over the course of the next hours. We keep this thing rolling to 10 o'clock here tonight on 95.7 The Game. Now, the phone number two participate in the program, as always, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570 as the Warriors get a massive massive win. We can look at the big picture and hey, we already knew that this team can win games at home and we already knew that this team can fight and not quit and rally and come up with enough defensive stops and do special things down the stretch to win games at home. They haven't been able to do it on the road, but this is the the team that they are. I, it it all, I almost don't even care about any of that because at this point while that may be true, the Warriors have to win as many games as they possibly can, home or away down the stretch this season, to have any shot at being able to to stake claim to making the playoffs first and foremost. I mean, forget about talking about a championship run, this, that, and the other. But what it's all about is can you win enough to where you look up on April 9th And you're in the playoffs, preferably as opposed to the play-in tournament. And then you see what your team looks like as far as who's healthy and who's available to play and who you're playing. And at that point, you look at your path and you say, all right, do you have a shot or not? If you don't win tonight's game and the Warriors look like they were destined to lose this game in the final couple of minutes before Steph Curry went off for what proved to be 20 points in the final seven minutes – of this one, the final two minutes of regulation where he went for eleven and then nine more in the overtime. So twenty of his thirty-six go in the last seven minutes of this one, and the Warriors able to come back and, and earn the win over the Bucks here on 95-7 the game. Eight at eight, nine five seven, nine five, seven, zero. 9570 Just otherworldly stuff from Steph carrying this team uh, to victory. It was one oh five ninety-seven. With 315 to go, 10597, Dante DiVincenzo hits a three to make it 105, 100. and then Joe Ingalls buries a three, and the bucks were eight of 12 at one point in the fourth quarter from three-point range. And Ingalls buried a three, 108100 with 205 to go. So 205 to go, it's 108100. And Steph Curry went on his own personal. 11-3 run at that point and had the block that allowed Warriors to have a chance to win the game in regulation as he ended up blocking Drew Holiday. He put up a lot of those points with Drew Holiday, one of the best defenders in the NBA draped all over him, and it was basically Curry versus the world down the stretch in this one, and Curry came out on top to the tune of one eleven, one eleven 11 when this game went into overtime, and then Curry ends up having the big overtime as well with the nine points, and the Warriors jumped out to the 9-2 run at the beginning of the overtime period. The Bucks got the first two, Brooke Lopez, hit a bucket to put them up 113 to 111 and then the Warriors from that point on scored the next nine 120 to 113 Steph with a 29 foot three-pointer at that point to put him up seven and it was just a special night the crowd was electric here inside Chase Warriors banged up and shorthanded the Bucks without Giannis coming in as the best team in the NBA ABC Saturday Night Showcase None of that matters because this was a full-blown survival mode type of a game for the Warriors that they've had to pull out of the hat over and over and over and over again at home because they played so poorly on the road top to bottom this season, but they got it. And it gives them a little bit of breathing room, and now you look at the end of the night and the close of business and where things stand in the Western Conference, and the Warriors able to solidify their position a little bit as far as being sixth here uh, in the Western Conference now at, at uh, as the Warriors win to go to 35 and 33. Uh, Warriors had some other teams lose uh, around them tonight the Pelicans got beat tonight Dallas got beat tonight Utah did get a win the Clippers did get a win earlier this afternoon against the Knicks and so the Warriors, find themselves still trailing the Clippers by a half game for fifth. Phoenix got beat tonight, currently fourth by by Sacramento, so you, you gain a game on Phoenix as well, although uh, I still think it's probably going to be too tough a task to win or pass Phoenix. It looks like Sacramento's going to win the Pacific Division, but passing Phoenix is something that, hey, you never know. You're only two and a half back, and you got them coming in as your next opponent on Monday, and they're going to be playing without Kevin Durant as the Bucs were playing without Giannis Antetokounmpo. So tonight, I think, is really more about the micro and the environment in Chase tonight and something special from an all-time great and a future Hall of Famer and survival and joy and fun. And you know, tonight's really, guys and, 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 and gals, a... Tonight is a, it's a feel-good win for the Warriors, but it's, it, it's a better-than-the-alternative type of a win for the Warriors because that thing was headed down an ugly path with about three minutes to go and with two minutes to go before Steph took the whole thing over and, and wound up uh, allowing the Warriors to prevail. So 888 957 888-957- Nine five seven zero. Is there anything we can learn about this team? Big picture in your mind. I, to me tonight, it's not even about that. It's about just getting wins and trying to get closer to hole as the season draws to an end, and just avoid the freaking playing tournament at, at all costs. Uh, at this point, right now, the Warriors would be playing the Grizzlies in a in a three six matchup if the season ended today, but it doesn't end today. Still four weeks to go, and and again, just a massive win for the Dubs in the sense that. You know you've got five games coming up on the road after Monday. And so if you can't win tonight, maybe you don't win Monday, and then all of a sudden you're going on the road for five and you're doing that from under 500 with all of these other teams right beneath you scratching at you to, to try and take your spot or, or kick you down the road to where you basically got to win every single game over the final Uh, eight or so uh, at the end of the season if you're going to have any kind of shot at even just making the seven to ten. That's the reality of this situation. And again, I said it right off the top, this was the opposite in terms of effort, energy, desire, composure, grit, grind, whatever you want to say. This was the opposite of Thursday and everything we saw on this road trip from the Warriors. But at the same time, it, it... It it also very much allows them to still be in the conversation as mediocre as the five and the six seeds are currently, uh, just three and two games over 500. None of these other teams are necessarily better either, and so that means you still have a chance if you can get on a little bit of a run, and hell, it may not even be get on a little bit of a run at this point if you're the Warriors. It may just be survive and eke everything out to a point where you know maybe maybe it's only going to take 43 wins to get to fifth or get to sixth. Well, you know what? You'd rather have 43 wins and be sixth than have 42 wins and be ninth. It's, it's as simple as that. And tonight is one of those games where – that's the difference potentially between being a 41 or a 42 win ninth or 10th seed and being a 43 win 6 or 5 seed. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, It's JD here on Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Let's uh, get out to the phones here to get things started with Mindless Man in Atlanta. What's going on, Mindless Man?
3: Hey, J.D., my man, listen to you all the time. Hey, I'm, I'm thinking it. that these guys have a disconnect on the road, but like some of the media pundits have said, you know, they just, you know, uh, uh, there may be some something with a connective, you know, thing with them being on the road and, have, you know, they're, they're cliquish and that sort of thing. But this is a real impressive win for them at home, man. I, I just really thought at that three-minute mark that they – you know, I kind of turned the TV off, and I say, let me just, you know, just watch the score online. But uh, yeah, very impressive win. And I think they, they're just checking. You know, I think I think they're just buying yeah. their time for you know when the playoffs start, and then you know the motivation kicks in real, real well. Well,
5: hey, mindless man, I want to ask you. So, so if when you go to that mode of, hey, all right, this is not looking good. I'm gonna just watch the score on the on the phone or on the computer. And then and then and then you see it getting closer do you, do you kick the TV back on do you kick the radio back on like what do you do mindless man what do you, what do you do when you see it getting or do you roll with it because you want the mojo to keep to keep going the way that it's looking on the screen I'll watch the
3: score until it ends and I'll go back and you know I pre-record it so I'll go watch
5: it so you go you back know, and at, watch at, it later well, okay you go back and enjoy right, it after exactly. the fact okay yeah. all right mindless Mindless, pre- appreciate you. Ha- have a good night. You too, man. All right, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. I think a lot of people get into their little superstitions like that. You start watching the game, your team starts coming back, or you're watching it on the on the on the phone or the score update or whatever your preferred app NBA app, and you're oh oh you know you look you look at it, and you're like oh it's oh Warriors are down eight. You know I'm like I'm gonna go to the app right now. Warriors are Warriors are down eight, and then oh five point game. Oh, two-point game, Curry hit another three, back-to-back threes for Curry, two-point game with 108 to go. Yeah, just ride this thing out on the app. Oh, Curry layup uh, after a, a Clay Thompson steal, and and now it's a tie game. Yeah, at that point, when it becomes a run like that, an 8 nothing run before Drew Holiday hit the three that, that put Milwaukee back up, one eleven to one oh eight. Yeah, you're definitely rolling with the screen at that point. That, that, that well well played by mindless man. I think a lot of a lot of warrior fans, a lot of sports fans out there, can understand that one. When your team gets on a little bit of a roll and you ride it out with whatever brought the run, and then once you're happy because your team got the win, you go back and, and you have it on record, and you you go back and you watch it and you enjoy it, and you go, wow, this is this is different. This is different. Than, than I then I thought it looked when I was watching it pop up on the score uh, good stuff there from from Mindless man here on Warriors wrap up on 957 the game eight eight895 seven nine5 seven zero seven that's John Dickinson here on Warriors wrap up on 957 the game As the Warriors get the win over the bucks they rally from eight down with 205 to go Steph Curry with 11 straight points and the Warriors then end up pushing out to a lead in overtime, and they had all the momentum once the game got uh, into overtime, and the Warriors able to prevail in this one to improve their record now to 35-33, and 35-33 for the Warriors, so 14 games to go for the Dubs, and the Warriors uh, will play Phoenix right back uh, in this building at Chase Center coming up on Monday night with a chance to get another win in a game that that I think you know tonight without Giannis felt in a lot of ways like it needed to be a must win for the Warriors because of the the fact that that it has just been so bad on the road and and without showing any improvement and this team banged up tonight no no Wiggins again no Kaminga they're still waiting for Gary Payton II who's set to get reevaluated on uh, Monday but uh, we've talked a lot about Steph. I want to get to some of the other heroes, and I touched on it a little bit. I mean, it was Steph with the 20 in the final seven minutes of regulation and the five-minute overtime when you look at the final two when the Warriors went on their run. We talked about the Klay Thompson steal on Drew Holiday that set that thing up. How about Dante DiVincenzo down the stretch in this game for the Warriors? Dante DiVincenzo, part of the Warriors' closing lineup in this game and Dante DiVincenzo had a huge game uh, as he put in 20 points, made six threes, he had 10 rebounds, he was defending down the stretch. This was a game where DiVincenzo was the guy that was part of that closing group and Jordan Poole was not. And Jordan Poole did not play well uh, again tonight for the Warriors, but but DiVincenzo, I think one of the the uh, unsung heroes. Uh, in this one, just making plays left and right. I think Draymond Green is an unsung hero for the Warriors in this game tonight. Why? Well, because he pushed through a, a, an ankle tweak that sent him to the locker room in this game and looked like, oh, well, Draymond might be done for the night. That's not good with the Warriors and, uh, down in this game and the Bucks starting to, to pull away. You're thinking, wow, this team's going to need Draymond Green down the stretch here if they're going to have a shot to win this game. And Draymond winds up pulling it together after getting checked out in the locker room, going back to the bench, and then going back into the game. And it was not the prettiest of Draymond Green games when you look at 2 of 10. And I I think nobody that's a Warriors fan, I think there were a lot of gulps when Draymond ends up with the ball, taking the, the three with the game tied and two seconds to go. Uh, with the overtime shot as Curry was initially looked like he was covered. It also looked like Curry was open, and Draymond maybe could have flipped it to him, but Draymond's got that wide-open look as they don't defend him on the three. Uh, I I think if the Warriors have been down one or two and Draymond takes that shot and the Warriors end up losing the game, we're having a little bit of a different conversation about the decision on that play and and the decision maybe to call that play, although I I have to believe there were – a lot of options, and Draymond made a read, probably, and didn't think he could get it to Curry, and so hey, you leave me alone, I'm going to take the take the game winner, we're not going to lose the game right here, uh, from the Warriors' point of view, because uh, the game was, was tied at that point, so I, I'm giving Draymond on a night where, yeah, he had five points, and he was 2 of 10 and 1 of 4 from 3, 13 boards, 9 assists. like I'm giving Draymond a nod for one of the unsung heroes. Kevon Looney, 15 boards and five steals in the game for Kevon Looney. He's an unsung hero for the Warriors, and there's one more. Uh, Warriors are not even in position where they're down eight and have a shot to be able to win this game if it's not for Jermichael Green and Jamichael Green's first half. Jermichael Green was the leading scorer in the game at halftime with 13 points. He finished with 18. He made four threes. And on a night where the Bucs were making everything in the fourth quarter and wound up with 21 made threes in 51 attempts, Jermichael Green was four of six. And with Curry's late run and DiVincenzo getting hot and Jermichael Green's first half, the Warriors ended up making 23 Three pointers, so they won the three-point battle by two over the Bucks in a game where nobody could make a shot in the first six minutes of this one. It was four-four, basically five-six minutes in. Warriors were one for ten, zero for four from three. Both teams started zero of nine from three-point range combined. Zero for four for the Warriors, zero for five for the Bucks, and they end the night. This tells you how hot everybody got. They end the night. 23 of 55 and 21 of 51 respectively but yeah jemichael green definitely an unsung hero for the warriors in this one all right eight at bobby in san francisco is next here on warriors wrap up on 95.7 the game hey bobby
4: yes uh jd can you hear me
5: loud and clear my friend loud and JD. clear
4: yes exactly what you're saying i just want to reiterate Dante Divincenzo, Demichael Green, like the supporting cast. When I looked at the the, 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 the game score, the box score, how in the world did we out rebound the Bucks, who have what seven foot two Brook Lopez, uh, Bobby Portis? They just overall like way bigger than us, but we out rebounded them in the game by seventeen, and that what what tells me is. I just saw it was, like, group rebounding. Everybody was, like, swarming to the ball, especially on the defensive end. We know what Looney can do on the – like, is there another player in the league that – I don't know, the ratio to offensive rebounding to his defense, <laughs> like, what, he had seven today? So impressive. I felt like we played and we stuck together as a team even when the Bucks went on big runs. And I think they showed like a stat going into the fourth that what Curry only had what was it fourteen or fifteen points, horrible shooting. I, I, I had a good feeling that he was gonna you know wrap it up for us and take yeah. us home. And that
5: shot. Well, he didn't wrap it up. He saved him tonight. He he saved him because they were down eight with two minutes to go. So this was this was last ditch. Curry versus everybody, and, and thanks for the call. Uh, you know, try to go on a run to save your team in a game that they absolutely have to have uh, and and would have been a big-time gut punch. I mean, it it would have been understandable if the Warriors had got beat with the Bucks making all those threes in the fourth quarter, and if one of those Curry shots rims out or, or goes in and out, uh, then we're maybe having a different conversation, and the whole night looks completely different, uh, even though it would have been, for the most part, the same type of effort. The Bucks just got too hot. The Warriors had too many droughts in this game. But Steph put them on his back and with the others, uh, DiVincenzo and, and Looney and Draymond and Clay, who, you know, at one point Steph had sixteen of the Warriors twenty points and Clay had the other four. In you know, at the early part of, of overtime, going back to the the late part of regulation. And Clay you know, twenty-two points tonight. Clay only shot at sixteen times in in the game tonight. Like this was a more balanced effort, I thought, from Clay, with a four of nine from from three. And and I'm going to tell you about the rebounding too, because I think it's a it's an interesting point to to get into. Sixty-five boards for the Warriors tonight, and you look at the collective, and Dante Divincenzo with ten. Draymond had 13, Looney had 15, those were the headliners. Curry had six, Clay only three, Poole only two, but Jemichael Green six, Iguodala had five in 11 minutes. Iguodala didn't do much, his three ball looked really ugly, uh, but he had five boards, which is important. Moses Moody, I got to give a little nod to Moses Moody. Clay Thompson picked up his third foul early in the second quarter and then Clay looked a little ticked off in that moment at, at being sent to the bench, even though it's like, Clay, there's almost 10 minutes to go before halftime. You picked up your third foul. Like, you got to take a seat. Like, maybe you'll come back in for a couple minutes, and I'll trust you not to get your fourth, but you got to take a seat. Clay didn't look happy at that point. Well, Moses Moody went into the game because Clay, Clay Thompson had the three fouls early in the second quarter. And Moses Moody had played six minutes to basically allow Clay Thompson to not pick up a fourth foul or what whatever it may be. And Moody had four boards in those six minutes and, and, and hit a bucket. And so, you know, that was you know, it was a subtle thing. It doesn't totally show up in the box score other than the rebounds. But Moses Moody was a plus on the court in those six minutes, and it was unplanned rotation minutes. He he wasn't on the sheet tonight as somebody that was going to get into the game in the initial plan, but you got to go to the next man when one of your main guys picks up three fouls in in the first 14 minutes of the game with 10 minutes to go before halftime, and Moses Moody got tapped on the shoulder, and Moses Moody went in the game and made a positive impact on winning tonight, and so you know, Moses Moody gets a hat tip in this one as the Warriors pull it out, and again, that's from second quarter minutes for the Warriors in you know that's the stay ready type of deal for Moses Moody. All right, eight 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 808-957-9570. Frank and San Rafael next here on Warriors Wrap Up on ninety five seven. The game. What's going on, Frank? Hey, how you doing tonight? Good, brother. What's going on, man? Oh, not much. Are we, are we
4: live right now?
5: We are live right now.
4: All right, cool. You know this Warriors team is absolutely amazing. I'm like fifty nine years old. I followed them with Rick Barry. I watched him win the championship. Then I got away from it when Michael Jordan retired. And then now I'm back watching again. They're just absolutely amazing. This team is winning it again. And people need <laughs> to respect this team because everybody has a great player like a Patrick Mahomes, a Stephen Curry, and blah, 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 right?
5: Well there you go. You're, you, you there you go. Feeling it here is Frank and Sam Rafael. Thanks for the call from this team's done to their winning it again <laughs> on the on the whim of a Steph Curry late game flurry to send it into overtime and then put the Bucks away. A uh, team with the best record in the NBA by the way. I know they didn't have Giannis and that's a huge deal, but the Warriors have been shorthanded and again, it, it tonight's not about can the Warriors win the title or not again? Tonight is your chances diminish exponentially if you take another loss and wind up 500. And, and especially once you exude the effort that it took to get the game to the point where it was going to go to overtime. You lose that game even in overtime, and overtime has not been kind to the Warriors. Uh, our friend Anthony Slater always all over this, and, and he was again. Warriors get just their second OT win this year, and just the third OT win for the Warriors in their last 18 overtime games. The Warriors were 2-15 and 15 in their last 17 overtime games. And that was with one win back on January the 2nd in double overtime against Atlanta coming this season. So overtime had been brutal for the Warriors for whatever reason going back the last four and a half years. Not tonight. Warriors get the job done. They hold on to the sixth spot. They gain some ground on Dallas and others beneath them in the Western Conference playoff race. And they got a shot to keep it rolling an inch closer to Phoenix, who's currently second in the Pacific Division. Eight at eight, nine five, seven, nine five, seven, zero. We'll come back. We'll get your secret sauce of the game. We'll also get your hardest working player of the game. We'll hear from Steve Kerr as well hopefully Stephen curry between now and 10 o'clock as the warriors rally to beat the bucks 125 to 116 in overtime and you heard it right here 95 7 the game
0: call from mom answer it call silenced
1: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy
4: A bucket here, and I think Mike Budenhoser calls time. Curry left side by, pulls up for three. Good!
5: Time out, Milwaukee. The Warriors lead by seven. Stephen Curry's got his
4: game face on. It's 120 to 113. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on ninety-five-seven. The Game.
5: Yeah, John Dickinson back in chase. Feel good night for the Warriors as they rally from 8 down with 2.05 to go. Force overtime on the back of Steph and Curry, and then Curry carrying the Warriors home to a 7-point lead at that point. 2.04 to go, N.O.T. Tim Roy on the call, and Steph Curry just doing special things as the Warriors salvage a night that could have been another brutal loss in line with so many brutal losses, although not many of them on the Chase Center hardwood uh, this season. 888-957-9570. Uh, all right, let's get to the secret sauce of the game. Why did they win? Why did they lose? What was the deciding factor in this one for the Warriors brought to you by Proposition Chicken and the secret sauce is is number 30. I mean, I I thought I told Sterling Bennett, the fine producer and the engineer of this show, I said I might just come on and I might just come on and just say Steph Curry's name for an hour and just just repeat it because I think that's why I mean, that was he was that impactful uh, as to the Warriors getting the job done here so some, sometimes it's a collective effort I mean let's be honest it's always a collective effort and we highlighted some of the the unsung heroes for the Warriors in this win but this was just 30 go and take over mode in the biggest moments with the game practically done and forcing willing pulling grabbing and throwing the Warriors across the finish line to win this game against a team with the best record in the NBA, shorthanded on national television, ABC Saturday Night Showcase, and that's when the stars really come out and show out, and Steph was able to do that in this one. Again, 108-100 with 205 to go. Curry, three-pointer to make it a five-point game. Curry, another three-pointer at 108 to make it a two-point game. Curry, three-pointer with 45-6 to go, or layup, rather, with 45-6 to go to tie the game at 108. Bucks answer to make it 111-108, and then Curry hits the three with 19 seconds to go and then comes up with the block on Drew Holiday after it looks like Drew Holiday beat the Warriors to the punch. Draymond grabs the ball, and then the Warriors wind up going to overtime. So, I mean, Curry doing it all. The last eleven plus the block, and then in OT, Steph Curry puts the Milwaukee Bucks to bed. That, your secret sauce of the game tonight, Stephen Curry. It's brought to you by Proposition Chicken. Fried, flipped, fake. This chicken goes three ways, now available in eight Bay Area locations, with the latest one and the newest one being in Novato. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Triple eight nine five seven is Warriors wrap-up. We got some people on the phone lines that want to squawk, so let's get to it. Before we hear from Steve Kerr, we've also got the hardest-working player of the game, but right now let's go to Justin in Oakland on 95.7 The Game. What's going on tonight, Justin? Hey, hey, guys. Um,
6: quickly, I just want to say, man, I think this season falls down on Wiggins and Gary Payton coming back. You know, when you get two players that can guard uh, guard players, especially their best players ninety feet, I think that saves that saves energy for Steph. That saves energy for Pool and that also saves energy for, for Clay. You get you get a uh, you get pressure taken off man and and I think it's gonna unlock Jordan Poole especially. That's another um, offensive weapon that that could, that could be isolated.
5: Justin, I think you're on to something as far as, as GP and the potential to, to – you, you, if you're going to play Jordan Poole a lot, he's got to be on the floor with other really capable defenders to be able to offset the fact that he is a pretty poor defender. And I, I think you're spot on with Wiggins and Payton. But it's, it's not just Wiggins and Payton. Like, ultimately, the Warriors, I think, have to have Wiggins and Payton both healthy and available and playing well. If they're going to make a, a, a legitimate push, winning multiple rounds, let's say, in a playoff. So, yes, 100%. Those guys have to be on board. You're talking about two of your best defenders. You're also talking about two guys that are in your top eight, I think, in your rotation. Uh, and Wiggins is a starter. Peyton, I do think, plugs in after pool. DiVincenzo. Uh, as the eighth guy, I think Kaminga probably is the ninth guy. I think Kaminga probably plays in most or all playoff games if he plays well. But I think it's that nine, and then the sometimes you know maybe a little Jamichael Green here or there certain matchups. If he's hot early, he plays more. You know, I think he probably becomes the the tenth at that point. Uh, if you're but not somebody that's going to play a lot. So yes, this season does boil down to Justin Wiggins and GP their availability. But it also boils down to where does this team wind up and who do they wind up playing? What's their path? So while you can wait for Wiggins and GP, winning the games in the meantime is still extremely important, and that's where what Steph Curry did in dragging this team to the finish line and elevating them in a game that looked lost, frankly, with two minutes to go is so huge. Alan Alameda next here. What's going on tonight, Al?
7: Hey, good evening. Thank you for taking my call here. Hey, uh, you know, uh, before the game started, I, I picked um, Warriors to win this game. I'll be honest with you, okay? <laughs> because um, at home they're the more vulnerable. Okay, they they play harder. And tonight, I see I see three uh, two players out there who's really was really hard up for. Okay, you know, David the here. This guy here, uh, I mean, he comes up. From the well, he started tonight. Okay, but you can you cannot you cannot uh, just disqualify this guy. He he was good tonight, the percentage. He's six for 12, 20 points and ten rebounds, double double. Okay, Clay with twenty two points, four point9 for three points. You got Kerry. Okay, six for fifteen. I mean, these three guards here, they they pull all together. But I'm gonna mention this to you right now. Uh, Jordan Poole coming from the bench. He's, he's a little spark plug, but in the last three minutes or four minutes of fourth quarter, that was a good decision for not putting him in there because he, he gets rattled. is he dribbling like a tornado out there. It, it caused uh, turnover. David was Enzo out there. He's more calm and relaxed there, and he was shooting threes out there. And uh, Steve Kerr, he just pushed the bomb tonight. I think that was a good call tonight. I mean, I'm not saying uh, Jordan Poole is not good. He's good, but he, he's, he's not there yet to be more calm. People do did the job tonight, I'll be honest. That, that was a difference. And also, Jermon Green, thank God he came back. He came back from that. When yep. the song came back, oh, my God, that was a, that was a good one. Uh, and also, don't forget, Demichael Green, he, he was a spark plug the first half.
5: Yeah, he was really the Warriors' offense in the first half. And so, yeah, there's a lot of lot of others that did a lot of really good things. And Steve Kerr made the right call to finish the game with Dante DiVincenzo tonight with his defense, with his rebounding, with his ball movement. I think Jordan Poole made it easy on Steve Kerr because he wasn't playing well. And DiVincenzo is somebody that we've talked about as having the potential to be a closer for this Warriors team if he's playing well and depending upon who's available or, or who else is, is playing uh, well or not well on a given night, even in playoff games. And so to have that option, have somebody that's you know, a champion in his own right from the college days a couple of times. He ended up injured on that Bucks team that won the title a couple of years ago, but a really good player that was a, a key cog. And you could tell, I think, after the game how respected Dante DiVincenzo is by his former Bucks teammates with all the love and the hugs and the fist bumps and, and all of that. Uh, that, that Di Vincenzo shared with with those guys like they respect the hell out of out of Dante DiVincenzo. Vincenzo why because Dante DiVincenzo Vincenzo is a winner and a guy you you want to have on the floor it, down the stretch in close games eight eight895 9-5-7-0. seven zero let's keep it rolling here on Warriors wrap up with coach in Los Altos next here on 957 the game what's going on tonight coach AJT AJT great
0: absolutely great
5: show because jd brother jd 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 i'm
0: i'm i'm telling you you have um nailed you've nailed it and it's it's really hard to to follow your analysis i was at the game my wife and i were there and it was electric the like you said the crowd was into it so when you ask like what was a special sauce we could say chef curry all night and uh, and your sponsor, the chicken company, they left out barbecue chicken because he barbecued at the end. He barbecued the box. <laughs> I will tell you, I am a Drew Holiday believer. That dude oh, yeah. is unbelievable. Oh my gosh, he, you know, he was he he did this one spin where he got through two screens and he almost beat Steph to the spot. So his his defense is is next level. So I would say though. If I had to pick the special sauce, it is the four letter word grit. That, and, and, and it wasn't just one player. So when I think of the hardest working player, clearly I could pick uh, Dante because he not only hit his shots, but he's, he's probably the best guard I've seen at following shots and looking at the arc of the ball and getting rebounds that there's no way a six foot four guy should get. So, just as a coach, I'm a basketball coach up here at a high school. Watching him, watching him rebound is is a joy. So, but I'm not going to pick him. I'm going to say the team. So, the secret sauce is grit, and the hardest working was the team because Dante worked hard, Draymond worked hard. What a beast to come back! Looney worked hard. Um, Steph clearly looked hard. Like he looked dog tired in the fourth. Clay worked hard. I don't know if you saw this, but I think it was in the fourth or maybe overtime when Lopez shot a ball from the corner three and he missed it. And somehow Clay, with with Portis or bodies around him, got the rebound and kicked it. So I just I I think I think this was such a team win. It was it was gritty. It was it was just a joy to watch. This was my favorite game of the year.
5: Yeah, it, it's got to be up there among just. Fun games to watch, I think, without a doubt. And and the Warriors have not quit or, or played lifeless for the most part at home, even in games where they've played poorly through extended stretches. They've always fought. And, and by the way, I do think the Warriors deserve a nod tonight as well. And I, I this was buried way down on my list of, of notes to, to get into. Uh, I always find myself jotting things down in about five different places. And so I missed this one. Hey, the Warriors won a first quarter tonight. The Warriors won. Breaking, breaking. Sterling, do we have a breaking news sounder? Breaking, breaking news. Do we have some kind of sounder uh, for that? It doesn't matter. It, I'm, I'm, I, the Warriors won a first quarter for the first time in a month. The last time the Warriors won a first quarter was exactly one month ago today when they played the Lakers in this building in an ABC Saturday Night Showcase game and, and got beat without Steph Curry. But yeah. The Warriors won a first quarter 28-26. And I'll tell you this, Warriors don't win the first quarter. They don't win the game t- tonight. Uh, they get down 10-12 to the Bucks early, and it's night-night, I think, late to where you're not coming back against a team that – and Drew Holiday, I think, exudes this, Coach. Drew Holiday's a champ, and he didn't have a great offensive game shooting the rock tonight. He was he was three of eleven on twos and you know he missed some uh you know inside but he's a he's an excellent defender. He's a champion. I thought you saw some of Without Giannis the Bucks championship pedigree on display. It was two teams that that both have those guys that that the glue guys that that know what it takes and can come through uh in in the big moments. Drew Holiday had a couple of bad turnovers uh, as well that that hurt them tonight, but uh, you look at it and and you know, he he's a champion w- without a doubt and and somebody that does as close to probably the best job as anybody in the league at, at attempting to defend Steph Curry. Sometimes Curry's just indefensible uh, because he's that good. All right, let's get to our hardest worker of the game, which is brought to you by AC Transit. Looney hand off to Vincenzo behind the screen. It's a three, and it's good for Dante. Dante's got a 20 point night. More importantly, he's cut the lead to five. Six for 12 from three for Dante. Yeah, Tim and Tom on the call there. Six of 12 from three for Dante. That uh, was the three that cut it to one. Uh, cut it to 108, 103, no, 105, 100 at that point before the Warriors wound up down uh, in this one uh, by eight again here in the closing minutes. And so Dante DiVincenzo is the hardest-working player. I'm going to give it to to Coach in Los Altos uh, for his pick of Dante DiVincenzo tonight as uh, Dante DiVincenzo will be the hardest-working player of the game, which is brought to you by AC Transit. AC Transit looking for hard workers, offering a $2,000 bonus for new bus operators and journey-level mechanics to join their team. For complete details and to apply, visit actransit.org slash careers, 888-957-9570, 888 9570 it's John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game, that's actransit.org slash careers, Warriors win this one in overtime as they beat the Bucks 125-116, let's keep it rolling on the phone lines before we hear from Steve Kerr, and then we will call it a night after that, uh, let's go to Phil Mo Mike, what's going on Phil Mo? What's up,
6: HD? I mean, JT, I mean, JB, JD. JD. <laughs> hey, glad we showed some grit tonight, man. You feel me? We play like we gave it damn tonight. The problem with our team this year, in my opinion, I think I said this a couple nights ago, we have not shown that type of grit all year. And when we do do it, it's never consistent. Um, uh, I wish Jermichael Green could have turned out like a Bobby Portis for us. He had a hell of
5: a game tonight. I love that. He also he did tonight, Filmo. B- he looked like Bobby Portis tonight, making threes. But but yeah, it hadn't been yes, there all, with the regular. Yes, Yes,
6: sir. Yes, sir. I totally agree. That's what made me say. Like, man, Bobby, I love Bobby Porter's game. Um, The butts are super deep. Nobody ever talks about their depth, especially now after the trade they learned. They're they're scary. Super deep. Last thing, J.D., I know I'm rambling. Looney reminds you of who? I'm going to tell you who he reminds me of, J.D. I think you may feel me on this one. Kirk Thomas. New York Knickerbocker. Kirk Thomas, man.
5: And, you know what? And one more thing, JD. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I like Kurt Thomas. I thought Kurt Thomas. Kurt Thomas had a sweet eighteen to twenty footer, man. That that I think he even stepped out and started shooting threes later on in his career a little bit. But I, I, Kurt Thomas had a little bit more of a smooth offensive game. But I'm gonna tell you, I, I feel you, Mike, on some of those offensive rebounds. The way he kind of grabs the offensive rebound and goes back up with it. There, I, I see it a little bit there. And Kurt Thomas. I, I, I forgot that Kurt Thomas did have
6: a little, he had a little baby Patrick Ewing jumper from the corner. You right about that. But last thing, a smooth far, shot. the players have never tipped the ball so much. Th- this year is crazy. I know it started last year, but players tipped the ball to like for the offensive rebound. I've never seen it done so much in the NBA. I've never seen it done in basketball as much as I see it in the NBA this year. Have a great show, JD. You're doing your thing per uh,
5: usual. All right, appreciate it, Philmo. Eight 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 nine five seven ninety five seventy. Uh we got a couple of more calls to get to. We'll keep it rolling. Connor and Alameda next on Warriors wrap up. What's up, Connor? All
0: right, thanks for taking my call, JD. Um I just wanted to say, you know, yeah. I think it the Warriors winning tonight was um pretty much uh I will give it to the team, but I think, you know, without Stephanie Curry, I think it uh Probably wouldn't have worked out. I think uh, Stephen Curry's pretty much uh, um, when he was out. You know, they were they were losing games. They weren't doing too well. Um, but now that he's back, I feel like you know the team's like just gotten back. Like a really big um, incentive to like you know Stephen Curry just like uh, with his skill. You know, he pretty much carries the whole team.
5: Well, he did tonight. And thanks for the call, Connor. Uh, interestingly enough, the Warriors have. Had a higher winning percentage when Curry hasn't played this year than when he has, which is one of the more confounding parts of this Warriors team to this point this season. But with the win tonight and the Warriors getting back to 2 over five hundred, the Warriors are also back to five hundred when Steph plays at 21 and 21. He saved him tonight. They don't win tonight without him, especially as shorthanded as they were in other areas, even with Giannis not playing for Milwaukee unless Steph goes off uh, the way that he did. Uh, But this is the first time since Steph has been back that the Warriors have actually won a game. Of course, it comes in the first game that Steph had played at home in exactly five weeks, going back to to February the 4th. Uh, Seabiscuit in Palo Alto is the final caller of the evening here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, Seabiscuit?
3: Hey, i I all year I've been watching the Warriors just kind of playing good enough to hang in there, kind of like a stock car team. where they do not want to blow the car up by the time the playoffs come around. <laughs> do you remember that season they won 73 games? They didn't win the title. That was the only year out of those four. Uh, other teams that are kind of blowing everything up, the Greek Freak and LeBron are out. Um, Clay didn't practice this year. So I've just been kind of laughing the whole year. No, you know, and they're just kind of, you know, keeping their guys getting ready for the uh, playoffs. Uh, They're playing ropey dope like uh, the great one used to do. So um, we'll we'll see what's going to happen in a couple of games, like tonight at the very end of the game, they're going to step it up and they're going to be all fresh and ready to go for the playoffs. So I I, kind of noticed that early on. That's all I wanted to say.
5: and I appreciate it. I don't think it's a rope-a-dope. I, I, think, I think a lot, there is some truth to a lot of what you said. I think the Warriors thought they were going to have at least five more wins than they do at this point. And I know there's been some close games and shorthanded, and they've been awful on the road, and they were 3-7. and seven. They couldn't beat even some of the worst teams in the league on the road early, and, and really, they can't beat anybody on the road as of late with no wins since the end of January on the road. And so I, I think there's some truth to that. But it hasn't worked because they're in danger of being a play-in tournament team, one, or missing the playoffs altogether, too if they have any kind of extended losing streak. And you know, even if this team wins Monday at home against Phoenix, which would be another hell of a win, even without Durant, and they lose all five games on the road, which, hey, at this point, that's on the table because they haven't won a freaking road game since January. So – if you win, even if you win Monday night, if you lose the next five, you might be tenth. Like that would be two under five hundred at that point, and two under five hundred right now is ten, eleven, basically. In you know Utah is two under right now, so you can say that the Warriors have the you know, rope a dope, and and they're they're. I don't think they're staying fresh. I'll say this: I think they're working really freaking hard to have to win a lot of these games, and especially games against lesser opponents than the Bucks throughout the course of this season so I would disagree with that but I do think the Warriors see an alternate universe where they're 35 you know they're 35 and 33 is 40 and 28 with a couple of wins and some close games and, and some semblance of decent on the road and that 40 and 28 would be good enough right now to be ahead of, you know, it'd be good enough to be fourth, but they'd basically be a game out of second behind Sacramento and Memphis. And I'll tell you right now, again, every team can play the what-if game, so I'm reluctant to even do it, and the Warriors sure as hell have not earned it. But I do think they view an alternate universe where maybe they were 40 and 28, even with things basically playing out the same other than a couple of close games swing their way uh, against some inferior teams on the road. If this team was 40 and 28 right now, everybody would be talking about them as as a potential championship favorite, Uh, and everybody would be talking about the fact that, yeah, they're fourth, but they're probably going to catch Memphis and Sacramento. Well, guess what? You're not going to probably catch either one of those teams because you're 35 and 33, and so you have to be accountable for that, and you don't want to put yourself in a position where it's such a danger zone that you're potentially going to miss the playoffs. And so, yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not giving the Warriors the benefit of the doubt like they've planned it out this way. It may wind up working out. It also may wind up doing them in. All right, a couple of minutes to go here. Uh, let's hear from Steve Kerr real quick as he addressed a number of different things, uh, including the final possession of regulation where Draymond ended up taking that three. What happened there? And we'll, we'll hear from Steve Kerr here, and then we will call it a night on 95.7 The Game.
6: Steph scored, I think it was 11 points in the last two minutes, 22 points through the fourth and, and overtime, and then had that block on Drew Holiday as well. Just how did he spark you guys, especially down the stretch of that game to close this out?
8: Well, Steph was incredible. And he did it against uh, one of the, the great defenders in the league, in Drew Holiday. Um, Drew's an amazing player, so strong and quick and and just never never quits uh, on any possession. And um, it's amazing watching those two guys Battle, um, but you know Steph is—he's fearless, and it doesn't matter if there's a slow start or if he hasn't had much going. He can ignite it at any time. And I thought that back down the stretch—I think we were down eight with about two minutes left. Um, championship stuff like that's—that's that's the team that has won uh, four titles, so uh, they know how to do it, and um, they got it done tonight against um, probably the best team in the league. I know they had they didn't have Giannis, but they're still hell of a team without him
4: steve how hard was it to take steph out for those whatever minute and 11 or whatever it was and did you have to do that in your mind uh and do you think it gave him a little bit
5: of a yeah, breat- yeah. breather he
8: looked tired um at that point so it was uh it was a no-brainer just to to allow him to uh to just get a couple minutes on the bench and and fill up the tank for the last few minutes
1: what did you think about Steph having one of the defensive moments in the game, the block on holiday? Yeah,
8: yeah the verticality at the rim, um, pretty impressive, you know, and, um, for him to slide over there. And then, you know, that's a play that we practice pretty much every day in our uh, defensive drills, both guards and bigs. You know, verticality um, just go straight up and, you know, make a guy finish without swiping down and drawing a foul. So um, pretty amazing play. What did you just think about the entirety of the game and how you guys played? Uh, I love this game. Um, I thought we competed the entire time. I thought our defense was pretty solid. Um, they made some tough shots. Um, you know, they made 21 threes, but, um, we didn't foul them. You know, they turned it over more than we did. Uh, I thought we were really solid for most of the night. We had a few slip ups defensively, a few miscommunications, but for the most part, um, you know, that's the, that's the, the way we have to play just, uh, you know, solid at, at, at both ends. Steve, this was uh, the first time you guys had a lead after the first quarter in exactly one month. How big was that, especially with the early contributions from someone like J. Michael Green? Yeah, J. Mike was huge tonight. He, he really came in, gave us a lift. Um, you know, just the way that Milwaukee plays defense with Lopez at the rim. You know, they have a pretty unique defense for... For the modern NBA, he, is, um, he sits at the rim and in a drop, and uh, they just try to put pressure on ball handlers everywhere um, to make the threes tough on, you know, Steph and Clay. I think the first half, uh, Steph had one, Clay didn't have any, or maybe it was vice versa. But with him sitting in the paint, that opens it up for a, you know, a shooting big, and Jay Mike filled that role beautifully.
6: Steve, with so many people in and out of the lineup all season, how valuable has the steadiness of Dante been this year for you guys?
8: Dante's been um one of our best players, night in and night out. Um, this was a, a special game for him, playing against his old teammates. Um, you know, he was uh, he was fantastic. Just you know, not only the shooting and the energy, but you know, the um, the rebounding. I think he had ten boards. Um, Made big play after big play, and and he's going to fight every possession defensively. So he's um been a godsend for us. Was that last play regulation designed for Draymond, knowing he was going to be open, or did it just kind of there a couple? It kind of played out that way. There were a few different options out of the play, and with what Lopez did, the way Lopez played it, uh, Draymond made the the right read and and popped out, and and. Uh, you know, it's it's you know, he's not obviously not um, known as a three point shooter, but I always trust raymond at at the end of games. He's a guy's just a winner and uh, looked like he was going in. It was that shot was about halfway down, but he made a good read and got a good clean look. He went down and well, I don't can't even remember what quarter, but uh, looked like a pretty bad ankle roll. Yeah. Were you surprised he came back? And I mean, is that one of those things that you're you're worried my yeah I mean I I worry a little bit about how he'll feel tomorrow you know he may have been playing on adrenaline tonight I was not at all surprised that he came back because you know that's that's who Draymond is so hopefully it's not too bad we'll we'll see tonight
4: I know it was a starting lineup but you closed the fourth quarter without pool didn't play him at all in overtime was that a read of the game or was it you know Dante was playing well what was the uh, thinking on not playing Uh,
8: well Dante is um, an excellent defender and um, you know we felt like um, that gave us the the, you know the best chance to win just with the threats that they have out there with with Drew and Engels and Middleton Uh, we wanted Dante's defense out there and that's why we went with him and you know every game is a little different but tonight was uh, with Dante's turn to finish Steve you've talked several times this year about Clay Clay's game and evolving as he gets into his 30s. How have you seen Steph's game evolve? It seems like he's doing a lot of the same things he's always done. Other than getting stronger, maybe, what what's different about Steph now than
1: two, three, four years ago?
8: Nothing. Honestly, I don't think anything's different. He looks like the exact same guy. Sorry, I can't give you a better answer. Maybe Or maybe that's a good answer. Yeah, kind of, yeah. All right.
5: Yeah, Steph did very much look like the same guy that he's always been, uh, closing out the Bucks tonight and rallying the Warriors into overtime and leading them to this win in overtime with the 36-point effort and, yeah, the final 11 of regulation and also putting in nine more in the OT. So 20, basically, in the final seven minutes of game action in what was the 53-minute game that the Warriors are able to Hang on, hang in, and then push away to earn what will be their 35th victory of the season. Now with 14 to go, and the Warriors with six of those, 14, at chase, eight still to be played on the road between now and four weeks from tomorrow, which is the final day, game number 82 of the NBA regular season. We'll have to keep an eye on Draymond as far as that ankle goes. He did come back. He pushed through it. And uh, Steve Kerr alerting the media to the fact that potentially Draymond could have some, some trouble with that tomorrow after playing on Adrenaline. So we'll keep an eye on that as we head toward Monday and head toward the Warriors taking on the Suns right here on 95.7 The Game. All right, that'll do it. Uh, thanks to Sterling Bennett. Thanks to everybody back in our San Francisco studios for cutting all the highlights, the postgame sound that you heard here. Thanks to all the callers. A lot of great calls tonight. Uh, text line open as well. Uh, Xfinity mobile text line. Appreciate the texters and everybody watching on YouTube and Twitch as I struggled through the lighting fiasco uh, again a couple of times here. But the phone light works pretty good when the lights go out. So yeah, for those of you watching on YouTube and Twitch, uh, that you know saw me get a little dark and then you know bring out the phone light and we 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 fight through it here uh, on ninety five seven. The game, so good stuff there, and uh, it was a lot of fun being at, at cupcaking as well for Warriors Live earlier. Uh, check that out in, in Thrive City as, as well, the cupcake and bake shop. Uh, I got I may or may not have a couple of uh, cupcakes that I'm going to take home and enjoy tomorrow on the off day. All right, we'll talk to you Monday, 6 o'clock, Warriors Live, as I will have that for you here from Chase, Warriors and the Suns, and you will hear that right here in your home for Warriors basketball. It's 95.7 The Game. Good night.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.